It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 15th, 2020. My name is Phil Prosser, Mike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the hiccup in the process or hiccup in the process of getting the league back on track as players begin to raise some doubts on the return-to-play plan. Plus, we'll take a look at the Washington Wizards and why the Magic should not overlook them as a potential as a potential spoiler when the season does potentially resume. A lot, a lot of things still up in the air. But before we get to that, I do want to remind you to check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with the two Shane detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Washington Wizards as they prepare to re-enter the season? Check out Locked On Wizards. Plus, we've got podcasts covering every single team in the NBA and national podcasts too. Whether it's the NBA, the NFL, MLB, NHL, or college teams too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The NBA is never short on drama, and Friday night proved to be another page in the drama that is the NBA. Uh, According to reports from Shams Charania, Adrian Wojnarowski, Chris Haynes, the usual guys, Kyrie Irving was uh, apparently led a conference call of about 80 players that did include Chris Paul, the president of the Basketball Association, uh, of the NB- NBPA, the National Basketball Players Association, as well as, apparently on the call as well, Magic Ford, Al Farouk Aminu, and although it's not clear, Senator Mobamba might also have been on that call. Not outing anyone, I, I'll explain it in a bit. But essentially, the the crux or the, 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 the basis of the call was to raise questions about the NBA's return to play plan. As I I said last week, there are still a lot of issues to resolve. There are still a lot of things to put on the table and still a lot of things to finalize before the NBA returns to play with a target date now of July 30th. It is no sure thing yet. Well, I think we're about 75% of the way there. It is not a done deal that the NBA will be back. And I hate to be that bearer of bad news, but both the conditions here on the ground in in Florida, where we've seen the largest spike in in new positive tests that we've seen, and Orange County is even reporting that hospitalizations are up in the county, although officials say it is not a cause for concern yet. There's the very real reality that the virus is still spreading, and 
there is certainly a a medical concern uh, throughout the country, but but locally here in, in Orlando as well as in the state of Florida. The concern, though, that was raised in the phone call coming from Kyrie Irving, uh, among others, or Kyrie Irving appeared to be leading this this call, and, and I, I don't mean to single him out because he, he tends to become a villain, but I'll, I'll explain in a bit. But the main concern coming out is that there is a massive social justice movement going on in this country, and there is at least some fear that bringing sports back, bringing the NBA back specifically, will distract from those efforts, will distract from the efforts to create social equality and social justice in the United States and kind of blunt the momentum that has been picking up steam over the last few weeks. There is at least that concern. And, you know, that took some people aback. You know, Kyrie Irving is is an easy punching bag. I mean, he's he's had his issues. He's a little bit of an off the off the wall guy, offbeat guy, um, with with some of his opinions and some of the things that he said, and sort of the way that he carries himself. And you know, there are definitely some people that pointed out that his position seemed to have changed 180 degrees over the last week. But a lot of things have changed in in, in less than a week, in about a week, in a month. Uh, over these last few months, over these last, over this period where the season's been put on hiatus, and so I, I'm not one to judge Kyrie Irving. At, you know, again, I, I've said this whenever I've talked about what's going on in the country. I can't possibly know as as a as a white male, as a white passing male, I can't possibly know what Kyrie Irving and the majority of NBA players go through because. This country has a deep-seated uh, history of racism based on the color of, of people's skin, and especially uh, against black men in, in this country, as well as black women, but especially against black people in this country. And so these issues are very, very, very personal. Dwight Howard was also reportedly on the call, and he released a public statement to CNN through his agent saying, I don't care if... I don't win it. I don't win my very first championship with the Los Angeles Lakers this year. Um, it, a championship where we solve racial injustice. I'm paraphrasing here. Would be a championship enough. So I, I think players sense that this is a very big social moment and a chance to really affect some real change in this country. And, and NBA players have been part of the leadership on this, or have been. Very outspoken public figures on this front. They are very visible. You know, for, for I think for a lot of people, they are the most visible black men in this country, uh, at least with a positive kind of connotation to them. Again, there's stereotypes about black men all around here, um, and certainly in how we talk about the NBA and how we talk about players, there's a lot of stereotyping and, and and a lot of a lot of I think race goes into a lot of our conversations about basketball and about the NBA and about sports in general. Um, that you know you try your best to root out, but the, again. That's the invidious, invidious thing about, or insidious thing about systemic racism is it's embedded into so much of what we do that we don't often realize it. So again, my job here is to listen um, and, and, and to take these concerns. It being the NBA, I do think that things leaked and the suggestion 
of where things stand and where things are, I think is further along than the reality. I think that would be the best way to put it. My sense of what happened Friday night is there are real concerns. There are real questions. There are real issues that a player like Kyrie Irving wants to put on the table, that that wants to explore, that wants to uh, get out in the open. And especially because this wasn't really done behind union leadership's back, Chris Paul was on that conference call. And it sounded like several issues got brought up. Uh, it sounded like, yes, there was this this racial component, the social justice component. It's also the component probably about player safety and understanding what does the bubble mean? Where are negotiations standing as far as what the bubble means? So like, what, how about staff? You know, there's the report that Disney staff would be allowed to leave the bubble. Well, at that point, do you really have a bubble at all? Mo Bamba reportedly spoke up, um, or at least spoke through Donovan Mitchell at the very least, at saying, you know, young players don't feel com- comfortable or confident speaking in these settings and speaking about their needs and their desires because, you know, there obviously there's so many veterans who've been through some of these battles before and, you know, have kind of are more established and have a lot more influence in the room. I mean, let's be real. Chris Paul is the president. He's one of the best. He was one of the best players in the league. LeBron James is still very influential. And, and honestly, if LeBron James wants to play, the league is going to play. The league's going to follow his lead. Uh, that, that, I, I do think that that is ultimately the bottom line. But LeBron James is not on this call, and, and, and I think it's important that these issues get brought up. And, and I think that what we, what we saw on Friday was not anything close to a final statement. I think even Kyrie Irving reportedly said on the phone call that whatever the union decides to do, he will stand by it because the players need to show a united front. I, 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 I think that this is what happened Friday night was not some setback, was not something crazy. I think that there are legitimate concerns and I think players wanted to put all this on the table, that, that, they, that they got enough of them together to sit down and say, hey, look, this is what we're thinking. This is what we're concerned about. This is what we're worried about and express that to union leadership or express that among each other so they can express a clearer plan or clear ideal to union leadership. Of course, Chris Paul was on the phone call. He was listening and taking it all in so he can he can lead the union. Um, you know, I think really for one of the first times in, in at least modern NBA history, you know, Chris Paul does seem to have a very good handle on what's go on union business, on league business. And and you know, it it, it sounded like Chris Paul has been a partner with the NBA uh, in crafting this plan and in and, and getting the league through this this time period and 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 in the reality if i mean my perception of things at least is the league has viewed the players as a partner in this you know whereas you got mlb's players and owners sniping at each other you had mls kind of players and owners sniping at each other a little bit it has felt like the players and the league have been you know pretty closely tied in an understanding of the issues that they face um that, of course, that's the double-edged sword. That you know, you know, the play, you know, players can't be too cozy with the owners. That is still an adversarial relationship at the end of the day, um, as much as it is a partnership. And 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 I think that those concerns are extremely valid. But this was about getting issues on the table. This was about just crossing T's, dotting I's, and getting concerns out there. Because these are big issues. These are 
important things. These are unprecedented times. And I would honestly say, you know, that with everything that's going on, both because of the virus, because the season's on hiatus, and because of the social, because of the social justice protests going on, no view, no opinion should be held invalid. It is so easy to paint Kyrie Irving as the villain here. Um, he is. He does not have the greatest reputation among fans. He's obviously been a little bit of a punching bag on on Twitter. You know, he's had some bad relations with teammates and 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 presence on good teams. I mean, shoot, game of th- uh, game of zones made him the ultimate villain attacking the media in their in their big series finale. So, this perception of Kyrie Irving does exist, but I don't sense that this is Kyrie trying to sabotage the season. I think that this is a real feeling that clearly enough players had that they wanted to make sure union leadership heard them. Will this be enough to derail the season? No, I, I really don't think so. I think the league will play. I think that the NBA has shown a willingness and even a desire in some cases to, to partner with the players in the social justice efforts. And I am sure that, you know, if Chris Paul took this information to, to, to Adam Silver and said, hey, our, you know, our membership is concerned about X, Y, and Z. How can we solve this? How can we solve this together? I am certain that they can come up with something, whether it is a PSA that will run before and during every game, whether it's, you know, honestly, I saw from like Uni Watch, they put, they had a mock-up of a court design for Disney that that very much played in the social justice that kind of keeps it front and center because I think the concern from some of these players is that you go back to sports, people go back inside, they watch sports, they go back into their comfortable lives. They're no longer out on the streets pushing for change, which is which has caused some change. The, 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 the protests have worked, you know, maybe not 100%, but they have brought change to a lot of places. There's more work to be done. You know, no one should be satisfied with where we're at. There's still a lot of work to be done. But there has been change that has come because of these protests. So governments are listening because people are out on the streets angry. And and I I I, I agree with the play I agree with players like Kyrie Irving and I agree with these players that yes, you know, sports is a distraction. It keeps, you know, it I, a lot of the stuff I think is happening because people are a little bored without sports. I I think that there is some sociological thing to it. But I do think the NBA and the players are capable of coming up with a creative solution to at least appease those concerns for however long it takes to finish the season. Because yes, at the end of the day, this is a business. These players have to go back to work just like you and I have to go back to work. They have, you know, they have to make a living. They make very nice livings. But this is all just part of the process. This is all consideration that the league, the players, they all have to make. These, this is just an unreal time. We've seen protests before. You know, LeBron LeBron did the hoodies up. If you haven't listened to that 30 for 30 podcast on the hoodies up, it's it's, it's fantastic. Um, in the wake of the Trayvon Martin uh, murder here in, here in Central Florida. Um, The league's never gone through a pandemic like this. 
the, the, the calendar is thrown off. The league is having to do something completely abnormal to try and get the season done. And I think as I've, as I've sat here and said before, there's no silver bullet. There's no perfect solution to any of this. And so everyone's just trying to do the best they can. And, you know, I, I remember, I think it was, I forget who said this, but, you know, it sometimes felt like when the league was trying to solve these problems that they would solve one problem only for five more questions to pop up. That's, that's really what's happening. And that's really, I think, what we watched Friday in, in sort of real time. That a problem arose and five more popped up. You had, thought you had one question answered and five more questions popped up. And I think that's the reality of what we saw. And I think it is important for union leadership, it is important for the league to listen to all these concerns. You know, you want to talk about, you know, what the protests have meant in this country. I, I, I know I've sat here and said that the bare minimum you can do is listen to this experience. Listen to accept the experience of your fellow American citizens who are crying out to be heard. That's the bare minimum you can do. The next step, of course, is action. This is comparable to a sense. The bare minimum the league can do, the bare minimum union leadership can do here is listen to these concerns. And they should listen to these concerns because every concern is valid at this point. Because we don't know what the right answer is. I am, again, I am sure the NBA will come up, NBA and its players, will come up with a solution. Will come up with a creative if not solution, stop gap to say, hey, let's do this. We're going to get most of you out of there as quickly as possible and you can get back to the energy that, that, that people are feeling because these issues are important to the league. But you got to listen first. And I think that's what Friday was really about, was listening. Here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, we're trying our best to listen as well. If you didn't listen to last Thursday's episode of Lockdown Magic, as well as every podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, we held a Black Lives Matter roundtable with some of our uh, some of our hosts uh, who you know talked about their experience of being black in America, uh, the racism in America, and, and what this moment means to them. It is a a fantastic discussion and conversation that again I hope that you listen to. But we're going to try and do more here on the Lockdown Podcast Network than just share and listen to those experiences. Because like I said, listening is the bare minimum you can do. It's action that matters. And the Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and for and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Again, LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up 
with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we move on, though, you know, you you might be a busy, busy, busy person. We're all busy people. We don't always have the time to read and get all the information that we need. And that's why Blinkist is one of the most useful apps on my phone. It's a really unique platform. Works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways from the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well-known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. 12 million people using Blinkist right now and has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from the bestsellers list, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had the time to. Check out such great books as Upheaval, Turning Points for Nations in Crisis by Jared Diamond. This is your brain on sports, the science of underdogs, the value of rivalry, and what we can learn from the t-shirt canon by L. John Wertheim and Sam Somers, and The Secrets of Power Negotiating by Roger Dawson, just to name a few. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist.com, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com NBA. Like I said, I do still anticipate the NBA season will start uh Probably on July 30th, I don't see anything as a as a hiccup or, or a hindrance uh, to the league resuming. I think the league and the players, to be frank, are determined to play again. Um, and while there's a lot of energy behind the social justice movement, uh, you know, and and again, I think the NBA will come up with something. Um, the, the the impetus to play and get back to work and get back to business is certainly present too. So, with that being said. The Orlando Magic are getting put into a, a unique situation. With 17 games to go, they were up by five and a half games on the Washington Wizards and likely had a playoff spot more or less wrapped up. Um, it would have been very unlikely for the Wizards to catch up to the Magic, especially considering the two schedules the team had. The Magic had, I believe, it was the second easiest schedule or you know one of the five easy schedules remaining in the league. The Wizards had one of the t- toughest schedules remaining in the league. But the coronavirus and, and the season's hiatus has given the Washington Wizards a lifeline. The Wizards will be the only non-playoff team in the Eastern Conference invited into Disney for the remainder of the season, and they are given a second lease on life. With the NBA's plan to return to play, the, uh, the Wizards only have to be within four games of the Orlando Magic to force a play-in game essentially a best-of-three series where Orlando starts the series up 1-0. 
The Magic have to win once. The Wizards have to win twice. These are still long odds to make the playoffs. The Magic will not get the benefit of their easier schedule, but they should still they still face a relatively tame schedule uh, compared to the other teams that that in the league or uh, could face a relatively tamer schedule than other teams in the league. They don't have to play the Bucks. They get they might have to play the Celtics twice. They might have to play the Pacers twice. They might have to play the Raptors, but they'll get the Pelicans. Good again. These are not bad teams. I'm not saying these are bad teams, but. They'll probably get the Kings. They'll probably get the Pelicans. They'll probably get the Nets once, if not twice, uh, during the course of the final eight games of the regular season. And knowing the NBA, I think they'll make sure that the Magic and the Nets face off twice. Probably one being the last game of the the schedule. If you know, depending on how they they make the schedule up, it is it is a very difficult thing to do to make up that schedule. Uh, making the opponents was the easy part. It's figuring out the scheduling part that, that I think is going to be very 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 difficult. But essentially, all the Magic have to do is finish. Two games clear of the Wizards. If the Wizards go three and five, the Magic only have to win one ga- one game to stay clear of the Wizards. I'm sorry, no. The Magic have the Magic would have to go two. You know, the Magic would have to go two and two and six to go to stay clear of the Wizards. Magic up by five and a half games. Only half the Wizards have to make up a game and a half. They have to make up two games. They have to be two games better than the Magic to make the play-in game. The math is despite that. Overly long explanation, that simple. And again, the Wizards will have a difficult schedule. The only break the Wizards might get is Phoenix will probably be on their schedule, and Phoenix is essentially out even though they're, they'll be in the bubble setting. As, as I said when the plan was announced, this is about as good as the Magic could have expected. Yes, their playoff spot is still on the line, and they still have to play their way in, which I think the Magic should want anyway. But... The odds of the Wizards doing all of this, to doing A plus B plus C to get in, is low. And the Magic will have every opportunity to climb their way to 7th and, and essentially finish the season as if they would have anyway. So, the Magic have plenty to like about the, the NBA's return to play plan. But they should not count out the Washington Wizards yet. The Washington Wizards are not dead in the water. Hey, we don't have the schedules. We don't know exactly what that process is, so we'll probably revisit this when we get there. But the Wizards are not a team to sleep on. They have a high-powered offense, one of the best offenses in the entire league. They were a very difficult out throughout the entire season, and the Magic know that firsthand despite sweeping them. And the Magic's first meeting, Orlando took a a, a 16-point lead, I believe, in the fourth quarter, and Bradley Beal got them down to one. And the Wizards got it down to one. They are a very, very good team. They, they can be a very, very potent team. And the Wizards have dealt with their own series of injuries that have cost them throughout the course of the year. In fact, Washington is expected to get Thomas Bryant back, who was having a very good season before his injury in January. And lurking somewhere in the background is at least the outside chance, very low chance that John Wall could make his return as well when the bubble resumes. It's not likely. He's still recovering from the injury, but all reports from his scrimmages and practices with the G League team and with with uh, with veterans on the end of the bench were that he was looking very, very good. Uh, again, I doubt Washington brings him back for this season. I think that there's too much to lose at that point, but it is possible that he is back, but he'll certainly be back next season. The Wizards, though, just 
are very dangerous because they're offense. They've essentially tried to outscore teams. That is that is their MO this year. And while Washington can't defend anyone, 115 points allowed per 100 possessions, the worst in the league. They score 111 points per 100 possessions, 13th in the league. They're a very, very powerful offensive team. And Bradley Beal is at the center of that. He's averaging 30 points per game, averaging 34 points per game against the Magic alone. He can get hot in a hurry and he can keep his team in the game. You know, you talk about in a playoff series, usually you pick the team with the best player. If you have the best player in the series, you have a chance. If the Magic played the Wizards in a series, Bradley Beal is the best player on the floor. Now, he doesn't have a lot around him. There's a lot of injury concerns. The Wizards aren't particularly deep. And yeah, the Wizards have had questions all year. In fact, the Wizards have not won more than two games at any point this season. They've kind of just been scuttling by. It's kind of just how the Wizards how the Wizards stay afloat. They haven't lost too many games in a row, but they haven't won too many games in a row either. And of course, they still have what still looks like a very difficult schedule ahead. But all it takes is one upset. You know, Magic aren't exactly the best team against winning records either. You know, the Magic go 500, they'll probably make the playoffs. If the Magic go 3 and 5, they'll probably make the playoffs. Magic go 2 and 6, you might get into some trouble. So, you know, the Magic still have to be bad, play poorly, I think, to miss the playoffs. But the Wizards are certainly capable of putting pressure on them. And if they get hot in the bubble and they start making shots before everyone else is ready, they could be very, very dangerous. To be sure then, the Magic are not only playing when they get back to work to reach the seventh seed, a very possible goal. The Magic are also playing to stave off the Wizards. And as I've said throughout this whole process, having something to play for and playing your way into the playoffs is the exact goal the Magic want to have. And the Wizards are going to do everything they can to make him work for it. Tell you what though, the one thing I don't like to do is to work to find the right car part or the right price. I'm not a car person. I really don't entirely know what I'm doing. So when I enter a car shop or try to figure out something that I need to fix up my car or do you know a little spot job on my car, I honestly get a little overwhelmed. And you know, that's, you know, whenever you're dealing with cars, frankly, because it's almost a foreign language, people can sometimes take advantage of you. But that's not what happens at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is so different from the chain stores. They don't have different prices for mechanics to do it yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They always have the parts that you need. They don't have to out, they don't have to figure out if they if they have it or if they need to ship it from somewhere. No. They know exactly where it is and how to get it to you. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. They are for everybody and do not require membership for or account login. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. 
Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us So the box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that's good for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe, and of course, follow us on Facebook as well. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We survived another June 14th, one of the darker days in Magic history. I'll leave it to you to research why, but 1995 and 2009 have a little something to do with it. Hopefully, the Magic never play another finals game on June 14th, but we survived another one. We'll survive another one again next next year. Um, just want to mark that uh, today. Um, but until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.